Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This was a specific podcast on zakat. We have a few episodes on zakat, but there's just so many questions, so many questions, and so many particular issues that people just want to iron out exactly who can they pay zakat to. This one I had to make into its own podcast because it was asking the question, for example, can we pay zakat to poor students? Are they eligible for zakat? And everyone has their own kind of questions or takes on it and it can kind of get quite confusing and complicated about zakat. So I just, we can't, we can never talk enough about zakat and the deen. So this is another episode inshallah and sometimes you can just pull out one little nugget of knowledge uh, throughout a, a 30 minute kind of podcast or a, a teaching or a class and there's just one little bit that you can just take out and, and you can use that. So inshallah you find that, that little bit of wisdom within this podcast as well and enjoy inshallah. So the big question is this, how do Muslims like us who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries remain strong in our faith? and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions. How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. students can be given their education expenses from zakat funds the poor student is studying in a madrasa or in the Aluma institute or wherever <clears throat> they can be helped with zakat for their funds and their, any of their expenses number six is there is a twofold reward for giving zakat to poor students in islamic madrasas twofold allahu akbar so one person get reward of zakat giving zakat anyway but he'll get double the reward for giving to poor students of madrasa one reward for discharging zakat and one for supporting Islamic education. Allah Akbar. The child has dedicated his time, his life, his energy, his youth <coughs> to learn about the uh, the knowledge of Quran and Hadith, <coughs> which no other knowledge is better and uh, greater than. <coughs> it's the, the greatest. However, zakat should be given to those madrasas whose administrators can be depended on to spend zakat money in the correct way so okay so it's all about the administrators that if they can depend if they can be dependent upon to give zakat in the correct way that's very important that's a crucial part for this by giving food the clothing etc to deserving students in a way that they become the owners of what they are given then it says zakat funds cannot be spent on constructing medical centers, their running expenses, and staff salaries. Okay. So not for construction. However, medicine which is given free to the poor can be counted as zakat. Okay. <clears throat> now, like I mentioned before, if it's a um, if it's a madrasa that they're 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 they're, they're opening up their medical department for the poor students that are studying there with the consent and the agreement at the time of their admission if they make it very clear and the children or their guardians or parents authorize the head of the institute to take um, care of any zakat on their behalf and utilize it for them 
in whatever need that it is of the students. This way, <clears throat> the administrator or the head of the education uh, center <clears throat> will become the agent on behalf of such poor children and then he can then utilize this zakat wherever he deems appropriate and he won't necessarily every single time have to give it physically in their hand because he's already given he's already been given the authority in the beginning <coughs> so this is very important <coughs> we need to if we do ever give to any madrasa we need to double check this aspect if they have any such clause in their admission uh, uh, admission process or not and it says, a word of caution. The construction of masjids, madrasas and hospitals for the poor is an extremely necessary task for Muslims and spending on these projects are uh, also brings great reward. Nevertheless, the Sharia of Islam has stipulated that such expenses be borne from a specific allowance from the Baytul Mal treasury. Nowadays, due to the absence of Baytul Mal system, difficulties have arisen. <coughs> so... <clears throat> there should be there was that concept of Baytul Mal that any such donations and everything would be kept aside for these kind of causes <clears throat> consequently Muslims have had to resort to organizing special collections for these projects separate from Zakat for Zakat money cannot be used for such purposes so that's why many institutes they clarify give Lilla only give optional sadaqa only, <coughs> only gifts, and so on. In cases of extreme need though, it is permissible to find a poor person who has a great desire to contribute to a particular cause. So this is one way out of it. One way I've mentioned is to get the agreement from that poor student at the time of admission. Okay, <coughs> do you uh, authorize us? That's one way of doing it. This is uh, another situation in uh, extreme need though is saying, it is permissible to find a poor person who has a great desire to contribute to a particular cause but is unable to do so due to his financial situation. So this poor individual wants to contribute towards a um, charitable cause as well but he can't do so because of his financial situation. Such a person can be given complete and unrestricted ownership of the zakat funds. <clears throat> so unrestricted ownership means you cannot you not you cannot say to him, look, you this is zakat money and you can take into your possession and you have to give it for that charitable cause. You can't put any conditions on it. It has to be unrestricted ownership. That is yours. And then and then he may of his own free will, after that money comes into his possession, donate the sum to a masjid or madrasa. If he out his own free will does so, Alhamdulillah, this is perfect. This will be classed as a charitable donation and the organization can use it in any of its activities <clears throat> because it went to the hand of the poor and now he's given it to the charitable cause. Now they can use it wherever they want to. However, it must be kept in mind that the pretense at transferring ownership of zakat money that is popularly carried out these days does not render the zakat discharge. This is because the person who is being made the owner of the zakat money knows for sure that he has no say in what happens to the money. In such circumstances, neither does the recipient become owner of the wealth nor is the zakat of the giver discharged. This is called hilay tamlik. 
the terminology used for it in Urdu or in Arabic is Hilai Tamlik. Basically, what <coughs> what they do is they're just using that poor person um, to make that. Um, to make that money lawful to be used for construction or for masters and so on so they they get hold of a poor person and they said look here this is money you take into your control and you have to give it to this masjid so before he even takes control of that zakat money he knows where he has to give it to and he has no control or no say in that so he has a pressure on them so in this case um, uh, Neither the recipient becomes the owner of this wealth. <laughs> okay, yeah. So neither the recipient becomes the owner of this wealth, and neither the ones who have given in zakat, the zakat has been fulfilled because it's been used in a cause where there's no poor people involved. <clears throat> so such people have to give zakat again. Um, details of the above mentioned misal can be found in the book Quran, Minizam, Zakat, as well as general books of fiqh. That's fine, perfect. Now, whether can we give Zakat to family members and relatives or not? Now, what's the rulings on this? Number one, it is not permissible to give Zakat to one's father, mother, or paternal or maternal grandparents from, from whom one is descended. Similar is the case when with one's children and grandchildren, i.e. one's descendants. It is also not permissible for a husband to give zakat to his wife or his wife or vice versa. <clears throat> My brother, just think of the example of a tree here to make this easy to understand. Use the example of a tree. Now if a person, <clears throat> so from the roots, going down the way and going up the way. So all those whom going directly above you, your father, your parents, their parents, parents and so on, <coughs> going up the tree, you can't give any one of them zakat. Okay? And if you're going down towards the roots, then <coughs> straight down the trunk, whoever comes, your children, then your grandchildren and their children, you cannot give them zakat. But <coughs> when it comes or husband, wife, because they're considered to be as one, it's like you kept the money in the same house. Yeah, so that's not uh, that's not um, that's not permissible either. And uh, what is permissible is the branches. You can give it to the branches. So look, your parents, we're part of the tree. My children, we're part of the tree. But then my siblings are now branches. My siblings, my cousins, my in-laws—they are now all branches. Okay. So <clears throat> to my branches is perfectly fine to give zakat how uh, to uh, and actually it's more rewarding more rewarding if they are poor and in extreme need so one uh, we'll get the reward of giving zakat and then to helping a, f a family and a blood relation so okay part number 1 we've covered number 2 says apart from those mentioned above it is permissible to give zakat to all other relatives brother sister nephew niece because nephew niece are now his siblings children not his own children so it's fine uncle aunt okay so now they're the branches of our parents so they're not on the same trunk as us it's perfectly fine <coughs> sorry stepmother stepfather step parents of parents father-in-law mother-in-law as long as they are deserving of zakat, you can give it to them. Number three, it says, when giving zakat and other forms of sadaqah and charity 
one's own relatives should be given foremost consideration if they are poor then they uh, then they should be given zakat first okay however they should not be told that they are being given zakat or sadaqah in order to save them from embarrassment yeah you know you don't have to remember you don't have to tell them that this is zakat money you can just you can as long as you've made the intention that this is zakat that I'm paying off to them you can use the word of gift which will be received by them as a gift. That's perfectly fine. You don't say, Ah, Zakat de Pesaya. You don't tell them. They might get upset. They might get upset. And uh, instead of getting the reward, they might start quarreling because what do you think I am? You think I'm in need of your Zakat? Allah oh, I shouldn't leave to, lead to any arguments, but we're very weak human beings nowadays with our manners. Any small thing, we just start arguing. It is mentioned in the hadith that there is a double reward for giving zakat and charity to one's relations. One reward for giving and the other for maintaining good relations with one's relatives and threat and, and treating them well. After giving to one's nearest and dearest, whatever remains should be given to others. Okay. Whatever remains should be given to others. Number four, it is also permissible to give zakat it is also permissible to give zakat to one's radai mother, a radai father, or radai children. Now, what is a radai? Yeah? So, I'll just send an image of this as well. <clears throat> so this is when a when a uh, when a when a lady uh, breastfeeds a child belonging to someone else then that child is classified as her radai child and the woman and her husband are called the child's radai mother and father so that's got to do with uh, but they have to uh, f um, you know breastfeed this child uh, from birth to two years of age if they fed the child in such uh, a period then that child they they, they become uh, like a real mother's real mother and real father for that child yeah that that's how they become but the terminology for that is called the radai um, number five workers in one's home shop etc cleaners drivers wet nurses nannies etc can be given zakat if they are poor however the zakat should not be calculated as part of their wages so especially back home they have this uh, practice of having people to work for you at your house and so on then it can't be given as part of the wages but separate from that if the attention is made in the heart of discharging zakat then it will be discharged otherwise not if you're enjoying this podcast we have one very special request could you please like and leave a review for this podcast, whatever you're listening to it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, web browser, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're listening to it, if you're enjoying this, please leave us a review. It really helps us spread the message and it helps more than you can imagine. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.